Short hour to the game. The game after work with Mitch Fortner. David G. Travion Berkland is here. Jump into Mitch Palm here in just a moment. This is our last show of the week. We're taking the rest of the week off. Now I still have the it's you know it's the busiest week of my life, to be honest with you. State title game for Manhattan High. K-State football against Kansas on Saturday. Two games in one day. Oh, boy. I'm going to race back from – I'm going to go down to Emporia. The game kicks off at 1. Should be done at about 3.30-ish. Uh, do a quick post game. Unfortunately, I have to. I'd love to stick around after the win and really talk it up. But got to race back to Manhattan. Here's the deal, though. If anybody has a chopper – or a private jet oh, please. that could get me back quicker. I oh. would love to do a longer post game. Oh my god! So I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. You chopper into the stadium, you know, like they land on midfield. You jump out, run up, and they're like, "Whoa, who's that? That's Mitch!" Yeah. Oh my god! Benson and Raina Platner are over there, like shading their eyes from the wind and what? all the all the rubber pellets blowing all over the place. Sorry, boys. I'm here. Let's go. Honestly, though, I'm trying to think of where they would actually have to if, – if they were to fly me in, they'd probably have to fly me into the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Like to the uh, the, the Lifestar uh-huh. uh, helicopter via, pad. You're up top, elevator down, you run across the street, and you're there, baby. That would be awesome. Okay, who's got a chopper? Well, I remember I used to live – so there's a helipad there. Uh-huh. And then my backyard used to butt up against that or at least close to it. And you'd be, it was honestly surprising how little I would hear it. Yeah. When it would come in, I was like, damn, I, I hardly noticed it. I lived on Cassell right behind there um, and never heard it. I would just see it sometimes. Like, oh, cool. Oh, that's too bad. Somebody's in there. I lived on <laughs> Rancer. Uh-huh. So Rancer right there. That goes north and south. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Not Rancer, not Vixen, not Cassell. Yeah. I lived right there and Cassell is awesome. Do you remember your old addresses? Um, no, I don't. I don't think I do. I don't think I remember the I number for my Rancer house. That's a great question. If I, because I've lived in a lot of different places, so that'd be a tough one for me. Um, like I don't remember my address when I I did live in the apartment right above Fats in Aggieville. I don't even remember the address for that place. It's like above Fats. Is that a decent place? Is it all right, or is it just kind of bland? No, it's you. It's a. It's a. It was the uh, the side I lived on was a two-bedroom. You got a bathroom to yourself. Mm. So it was cool. Uh, it was kind of small. The The part where it was like the washer and dryer was like a closet. Well, okay, so next question here. When you – somebody that lived above a bar, uh-huh. and you know, when it's, out, it's, it's night out, people are out having a good time, having a few sodas, and uh, the, the music is cranked, yeah. can you hear the music? Okay, so you can hear the music. You can hear like – like you can hear that. The worst part, it's not the music inside, because I did the morning show while I worked there or lived there. It's the outside. Mm, people when somebody's screaming. outside. Hey, Chris! Chris! You want a cigarette? Yeah, that <laughs> kind of st- where you just want to like kill somebody, man. You want to destroy their whole livelihood in one punch. That. And then when I would go out the back door, I'd find some interesting things back there. Um, so I stopped leaving that way because <laughs> it was the uh, shout out to Fats, by the way. Great place. All right. 
tip off at 6.30. Pre-game coming up here in about 19, 18 minutes. Whoa. Let's preview K-State against Nevada with Mitch Palm. <laughs> Here's Mitch Ball with tonight's prediction. <laughs> like I said yesterday, that new intro is like Plan C. <laughs> Wasn't the original idea? Wow, but it made dude. it work. That's like the evil Mitch Palm, dude. That's oh awesome. yeah, the mad scientist. And you know what? <laughs> it's damn near perfect. Yeah, the algorithm is damn near. All right, so here we go. Cats are 4-0, Nevada 5-0. K-State is heading into this game as a four-point favorite, according to Vegas. Or should I say Kansas? I don't know who's setting these odds anymore. Uh, But anyway. All right, so you know how we got to do this. When it's the non-cons, I got to get to know the school a little bit more. We got to stretch it out beyond the team. Land-Grant University. Reno, Nevada. The school was not, however, founded in Reno. It was founded in a town called Elko. In 1874, moved to Reno in 1885. Now, statistic number one. Apparently, Nevada thought this was a great thing to brag about, but in 2021, 2021, Nevada was ranked 113th in the country among all public universities by U.S. News and World Report. Uh, K-State is, was 166th on that list. So advantage, uh, I'm sorry, let me let me retract that. Let me go back. Reno, Nevada and Reno, was ranked 227th, excuse me, among all universities. Mm-hmm. K-State was ranked 166th. So there you go. Advantage number one, K-State. Way better. Advantage number one. Now, what Mitch Palm does love about Nevada in this university, in this team, uh, is that when you think of Nevada, you probably think of, uh, you know, Sin City, yeah, Las man. Vegas. Yeah. You think about the strip, the casinos, all the shows. Well, you know what? Reno is just kind of a smaller Las Vegas. You get the lights, you get the glamour, you can get some shows, you can get some gambling. But it also has more of that feel that Vegas used to have. And that feel was cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Actually, affordable hotel rooms in a great spot. Buffets that are 60 bucks a piece. Ruh, ruh, ruh. Yes. Big advantage there coming from uh, Nevada there when uh, with the with the, uh, the the Vegas Junior field. God, that's true. Come on, Mitch Palm. All right, let's take a look at the Nevada Wolfpack as a team. All right, so a winner yesterday over uh, Tulane. And uh, so they are now... 5-0, 75-66 the final. Uh, you know what? Their second best win was against Grand Canyon. They're not too bad. They're, you know, top 105. To, I, th- I can't remember. I think they're 103 according to Ken Palm. They're ranked whatever by Mitch Palm. You know, again, if you're not great, you shouldn't be ranked. <laughs> uh, they're under fourth-year head coach Steve Alford, who's had a number of stops. Disappointing year last year for the team in the Mountain West. They're eighth that's where they ranked at the end of the year, 13 and 18. Bunch of guys departed for their five top players. They went to the transfer portal, though. We'll talk offensively first. Team averaging 75 points a game, above average here, below average there. They're actually below average in uh, in shooting. 36% this year shooting from three-point range. Some of these numbers as well coming from KSU underscore fan, who's with K-State online, and that is this offense – Shooting this far is 48.8% when it comes to effective field goal percentage. That's 202nd in the country. Not a great number so far. However, 
This is an advantage for Nevada tonight. That is free throws. Coming into today, Nevada through five games is 12th in the country, averaging 27 trips to the free throw line per game. Wow. They're shooting 76% from the foul line. And yesterday against Tulane, they were 31 of 38 from the free throw line. That is a gigantic amount of trips to the line. And they won that game by nine against a Tulane team. Keep this in mind, was missing their best player. He was a late scratch. He still just played one game this season for the Green Wave. So for the Wolfpack defense, um, you know what? They are tough. They are tough. I thought Rhode Island be a little bit tough. I think this team might be, is going to be a little bit tougher to, to score points against. Uh, what makes them tough is they, they defend the three very well. Teams are only scoring 23.5% from three-point range so far this season against the Wolfpack. Very good protecting the rim. They're, they're, they're also a little bit below average in um, you know opponents' Uh, with blocked shots, they're not blocking enough shots as they can. They're also just not turning the ball over very much uh, defensively. Just 12 turnovers a game are they're for- forcing. That's not a very high number. They just they, they do a good job of sticking with their man in the man-to-man defense, protecting the two-point shooting, protecting the three-point shooting. They're going to contest shots tonight. Sure. Can K-State score? I think they will for sure. Let me give you a couple of players for Nevada Number two is transfer guard Jared Lucas. He was a very good piece when it came to, and I, I, I doubt very many people remember this, but the, the 2021 NCAA tournament, that all that took place in Indianapolis, that Oregon State team went to the Elite Eight that year. They were a 12 seed oh, yeah. and went to the Elite Eight. They lost their Elite Eight game to, to Houston, but they, they were very close to making it to the Final Four as a 12 seed. Yeah, they were good. Uh so, Jared Lucas right now is averaging 17 points a game. He is 36% from behind the behind the three-point line. But he also he shoots it a ton. He takes 30% of the team's shots. Wow. He takes 13 shots a game. That's a lot. That's a ton. And he doesn't turn it over, and he gets to the foul line a lot. So, he's going to be tricky to mess with. Also, they have a big man. Fives, be ready to play. Big man is number 50 in Will Baker. He is a seven-footer. He played his freshman year at Texas, so maybe a tad bit of familiarity. I doubt there's much. Uh, but the seven-footer, he can also shoot it. He can shoot it from deep. He can shoot three-pointers. He's averaging 10 points a game. He grabs five rebounds a contest. He's about 38% from three-point range. Hmm. So he he's, he's somebody that can play all over the floor as a seven-footer. All right, that's the team. Now you know how we finish it up. Famous alumni. Mitch Palm needs to see, all right, who graduated from this place and made a big name for themselves. All right, here we go. Number one is Charles Wright. Who is that guy? I brought him up first because DG, I think you know, you might know yeah. who he is. Yeah. Professional wrestler. He went by the name The Godfather. Whoa, he was really? also Papa Shango. He was Kama Mustafa. Yeah. But everybody from the, uh, if you watch the Attitude Era, he was the godfather. And 10, 11, 12 year old Mitch Ooh. knew he looked like girls after seeing the godfather yeah. come out because he would come out with these ladies in yeah. some scandalous attire. Woo-hoo. Won't tell you what he called them. The Grit Train, yes. for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, pimping ain't cool. easy. He made, he, he let you know. He's also, uh, he's when a he Hall walked, of Famer, by the way. Shoot interviews. He was like, 
one of the toughest guys like in wrestling. Yes, he, like a legit badass. Legit, he tough can legit guy. fight. Yeah, um, and also like he's best friends with the Undertaker. Wow, so, you know he's Mitch cool. Palm loves this guy. Yeah. Uh, next is Char- uh, Charlie Douglas. Uh, Mitch Palm not a fan of this guy because he invented the TV laugh track. <laughs> that guy oh, stinks. is responsible for that nonsense. Jerk. I don't need a laugh track to tell me when to laugh. I laugh when I think something's funny. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I don't need somebody to tell me when to laugh. That guy can kick rocks. And then finally, last famous alumni is... Colin Kaepernick. Oh boy, I said it. Uh-oh. I said it. Oh, we're gonna get calls. Travion, get ready. I said get Colin ready. Kaepernick. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The kneeling aside, what Mitch Palm got so tired of hearing was like, "Oh, Colin Kaepernick was on his way out anyway when he played the NFL. Uh, he was on his way. He was having a pretty solid year. It was his offensive line that is still t- statistically, when you break it down, with." The sacks they were giving up, still one of the worst in NFL history. Oof. Colin Kaepernick's last season. Oof. I looked it up just to back myself up. That is true. Plus, at Nevada, he was good. He was uh, He was really good. He was really good. Took the 49ers to a Super Bowl. Heck of a baseball player. All right, keys to this game. You know what? I mean, we've seen the four games now. Key number one. Build a sizable lead in the first half. <laughs> K-State is uh, winning the first half by 18.5%. They're winning the second half by 4.25 points in the second half. So there you go. I mean, they're building that lead. They're holding on to it in the second half. Uh, pretty simple there. Take care of the basketball. Limit the silly turnovers. 21 yesterday, way too much. All right, and Nevada, they're a good defense, but they're not the best at forcing turnovers. Nice. Don't give them a lot of freebies because they'll want to get into transition. I will say, though, I've been very happy when K-State forces turnovers. They get in transition. They have scored many times, and they've looked good doing it. The highlight plays, been a lot of fun to watch K-State in transition. A big improvement from last season. All right, Ken Palm gives K-State a 64% chance of winning this game tonight, 71-67. Mitch Palm likes it at a 75% chance the Cats win today. Final score 70 to 59. K State covers the four points. Yeah. And they win by 11. All right, Travion, I suppose, uh, you know what? Let's keep it here. Let's kill the Mitch Palm. Let's get right to number one song of the day. We're already limited on time. So let's go ahead and get to it right now if you're ready to go. This gentleman had his last North American concert at Dodger Stadium on Sunday. Wow. The last, the very last one. From 1975, his cover of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, Elton John. Two weeks at number one. Elton John, one of my favorites of all time. Singer, pianist, composer, philanthropist from Pitter, England, regarded one of the most influential musicians in the 20th century. Little weird accent I just gave you there. <laughs> uh, collaborated with Benny Toppin. Those, du- those two were a dynamic duo. Bernie would uh, write the lyrics, give them to Elton. Elton would turn it into a tune. It was like magic. Like magic. Sold over 300 million records worldwide, making him one of the top 10 best-selling artists of all time. Here we go, Travion. Lucy in the sky. 
Elton John went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 94. I actually just watched a couple of days ago the 2022 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Dolly Parton, Judas Priest, The Eurythmics, Lionel Richie. Wow. Wasn't too bad. Wow. They actually closed with Dolly Parton. Dang. <laughs> and Jolene. Wow. Yeah. That wasn't too bad. I, I enjoyed The Eurythmics. Really enjoyed their performance. Um, but anyway. All right. 31 studio albums. 59 top 40 hits for Elton. This is his third of nine number ones from his Greatest Hits Volume 2 album. And um, so I mentioned this is a cover. The original, of course, was the Beatles that released this song. Uh, John Lennon, as a matter of fact, he sang a little backup and uh, played guitar on this, but reportedly forgot some of the chords and needed Davy Jones, who had been with Elton John forever, one of his guitarists, to help him out. And Lennon made a surprise appearance in Elton's Thanksgiving concert in New York, which I believe was in uh, Central Park, and performed three songs. That was the last public performance by uh, John Lennon. Elton John and then John Lennon walks out of the bushes. Hey, everybody. Man. I would have fainted and missed the three songs. <laughs> man, drink up, man. <laughs> You've been robbed. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, so the Lucy who inspired this song, her name is Lucy O'Donnell. She was a classmate with John Lennon's son, Julian, when he was enrolled in private school there in England. And in 75, John Lennon said in an interview that Julian came in one day with a picture about a, a school friend named Lucy, and he had sketched some stars around her, and he called the drawing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Huh. Now... Many people thought that this song was about drugs. Yeah, now you may LSD. have noticed what what are the if you if you were to acronym this song Lucy Sky Diamonds yeah acronym, LSD LSD bro. John Lennon's story is like oh my god I didn't even notice <laughs> I swear to you I had no idea that this song yes we like to drop acid once in a while but this song has nothing to do with uh, with drugs Paul Lennon thought he was full of crap. And so did the BBC, the British Broadcasting Company that loved to air uh, Chef Ramsay when the Queen died. Uh, in the in America. In America, yeah. I should say. Uh, but they actually banned this song for a while because they thought it was about drugs. Whoa. Despite what John Lennon had to say. Nobody wanted to listen to him. <laughs> also, if you've never heard it as well, there's another famous cover of this by William Shatner. I've met him. Kind of a weird guy. But his spoken word music... Uh, he did a cover of it. And uh, it was voted the worst Beatles cover of all time. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Bill. Stop it. Wow. Lucy in the sky. Diamonds. It's a good tune. <laughs> it's a good tune. It's not one of my favorites. Right. It wouldn't be in my Elton John top ten, but I love basically all of his music. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Big fan over here. Uh, even with his song with Dua Lipa, she came out in this last show and they did that Cold Hearts or whatever it is. You know, it's all right. Not too yeah, bad. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's all right. A lot worse these days. All right. We're done for the rest of the week, guys. Wow. We're done for the rest of the week. Everybody, please enjoy. Hopefully you enjoy your Thanksgiving time off with your friends and family. Yes. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, for Trey, Deej, I'm Mitch. Go Cats.